What if every day you had the chance to experience more love and intimacy in your life? We're going to be sharing stories of struggles and triumphs in love, sex, and relationships, along with expert advice to create more conscious connections. Enjoy this podcast with Dawn Richard. Wake up to real love. Hi, everyone. This is Dawn Richard, also known as The Awakening with Dawn, and this is the Wake Up to Real Love podcast, where we share stories of struggles and triumphs in love, sex, and relationships, along with expert advice to create more conscious connections. I'm super excited and honored today, my new friend, Tracy Borison. Hey, Tracy. Hello, Dawn. <laughs> um, Tracy is an amazing, amazing, multi-talented woman. She is a mompreneur and brand identity coach on a mission to help people embrace the power of their personal brand. She's the mom of a two-and-a-half-year-old rambunctious redhead. Can I say his name? Yeah, sure. Nicholas. Adorable. Tracy's taken her own journey to find the connection to her inner spark and is now sharing her story of discovery to guide others in finding their true brand voice. I'm so happy you're here, Tracy. Yay, I'm so excited to be here, Don. <laughs> I mean, when we when we first talked, it was like that's kind of how I talk. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking before we came on about, you know, how people, some people, it's really easy to have conversations and other people it's like pulling teeth. Right? <laughs> I uh, I'm a big Dale Carnegie fan, and one of his golden principles is become genuinely interested in other people. Hello. And- I know. Uh, one, more people should do that. But it's so fun, guys. Like, talk to people. Learn about people. It's really fun. Well, and it's and it's not the talk. It's like you have one mouth and two ears. Use them in proportion. Yes, that's the point. So the more the more that you um, the more that you ask about somebody else to help get to know them, it's like the better you understand them, the more, um, the more connected you feel the, you know, the better relationship that you can create. It's like a win-win for everybody. Yes. And then you just take turns doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody has those people too, who are like not the listeners, which is actually funny. kind of. Yeah, I come up from a family of talkers where I actually think it's more a competition, like a talking uh, competition. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it's funny because my husband is like, his family is very quiet and they're a family of listeners. Uh-huh. And on our first date, it was so cool because I just had someone who w- would listen to all my stories and it was really cool. Undivided because- attention. <laughs> I know. And I was like, this is so great. And then it's funny because we, and everybody has different perspectives of what happens. Right. And so when we talk about our first date and I was like, it was so great because it was the first like date I had been on in a long time where we had like a conversation and he was like, for real? Cause you talked like 80% of the time. <laughs> and I was like, but like there was enough of the give and take for both of us that it worked for both of us. And then he was like, it was so great. Cause I didn't have to carry the conversation. And I was like, uh... okay, great. Because you should know that I talk this much because if I'm not going to be authentic, then it's like, surprise, now we're married and I talk all the time, right? Like you might as well know that on our first date. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to know. Actually, actually yeah. with, with my ex-husband, uh, I, I said on my first date, like, he's a great guy, but he talks a little too much. <laughs> but that's, that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> but it was, it was nice because I didn't have to, you know, I was, I was in relationships before where I felt like I had to pull teeth to get somebody to say something and it's like exhausting. I went on this like one, I don't know if Tinder is even a thing anymore, but I went on this like one Tinder date and like we had a pretty good like text conversation before and then we went Uh for pizza and this guy sat and he didn't say, he didn't look me in the face. He didn't want to talk. And I was like, I had a much better conversation with our like waitress. Waitress. (laughs) Then I, and I think at one point she noticed because she kept coming back to the table like overly <laughs> to rescue often. you to rescue her, like you need some more water yes please and now can we have a conversation for 10 minutes yeah like and then so then he was like then I left and he texted me right after we're like that was so fun we should do it again and I'm like I'm not sure what date you were on but <laughs> I'm not <laughs> no thanks though I no thanks <laughs> 
what? what? Isn't that so funny? It was so weird. I was just like, it's like, I'm not here, but I don't like, I couldn't tell if he was just like intimidated or nervous, nervous or what, but I was like, this is so bad. <laughs> Luckily we went to this like trendy pizza place and the pizza was really good. And the waitress was really nice. <laughs> so at least you got a good meal out of it. Hey, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I actually, at the end, I'm like, I actually think I could like friend request this waitress for the amount that we know about each other now. <laughs> Maybe I'll go on a date with you next time. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So the first, the first thing that I actually wanted to ask you was about this sweet 90 year old Nita Tally. Who is she? Oh. Your Facebook page. Oh my gosh. She's adorable. <laughs> Um, it's just, um, I actually am not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> Can you clarify? Really? I'm this just in 90, the wrong mind, wrong this, mind space, clearly. This 93-year-old woman who um, was singing, this guy was playing the guitar for her, and this other woman came and sang with her. It oh! On, it was on your page, honey. <laughs> okay, okay. So I didn't even watch that, but my grandmother shared it. <laughs> So my grandmother shared it and tagged a bunch of people. I'm glad Uh that it connected with you because I actually haven't watched it. (laughs) Oh, it's so sweet. But I think it's... How old is your grandmother? uh, How old am I? 36. So she must be 89? Uh Uh-huh. 89, my grandma? Yeah. Well, yeah. So she said, you know, the beautiful Nita Tally. And I was like, I don't know who that is. I mean, she's 93, but she had, she still had a really strong voice and the, there was a, another woman. So the guy playing the guitar and then another woman that sang with her and they harmonized so beautifully. And the song was basically like, take things one day at a time. Mm. So it was a really, and you know, I would say, because my grandmother, she lives in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, for anybody who's familiar with Canada, it's pretty uh-huh. much in the smack dab of nowhere. Nowhere. Um, <laughs> in the so, woods, a lot of trees. Yeah. She's not like, like she's 88 or 89 years old. And uh, so she's not like super active on social media. So if she found it, I would guess that it's because like somebody she knows knows her or she uh-huh. knows her. Uh-huh. Um, so now I need to go and watch this. <laughs> like, well, you need to respect what Grandma Weiberg shares more on Facebook. <laughs> it was just really sweet. It was yeah. really sweet. And I was just thinking about how, how people, when they get older, it's like they don't share as much of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they become more isolated. And um, what a beautiful way. I mean, obviously, this was a huge part of her life was her singing mm-hmm. and how to keep, keep expressing that gift and sharing it, you know, not necessarily for anybody else, but just expressing who you are, your brand. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny that we're now talking about this because, um, on Fridays, I do a Q&A session or an office hours for my mastermind. Um, and it's full of people who are trying to share the message about their personal brands, all the limitations that they have and trying to break down those walls. And one of the guys in the mastermind is a musician. And we were talking about how it may not be at all related to your business or whatever, but it's a huge chunk of your life. And it's a big part of who you are. And I'm not so much a musician, but I am a dancer and dancing for me, like I can't, I would not feel like the real me if I didn't dance. And every time I'm dancing, I just am like back to the root, like the the true essence of Tracy. And it was very cool because I I spoke on the Her Story conference um, this morning. And one of the activities we did to start the day was a dance, like a group dance. And it was like, I had never thought about that. And I'm like, why have I never thought about that? Like just to start my day that way. But man, it just like gets you out of your head and into your body. And it was just like for me, because specifically for me, I'm a dancer, right? I was just like, this is like, I can do anything today. Because I danced for like five minutes. I don't even know if it was five minutes, right? Like it's so powerful to just 
know those things about yourself and embrace them for you. It doesn't have to be to the benefit of anybody else, because if it's the benefit for you, then you are going to show up in a different way. And you are going to be a benefit to other people by showing up that way. You have to honor those things about you. Well, that this is, this is the thing. I mean, we connected because both of us are dancers Mm -hmm. and I, I always felt like Dance has always been a huge part of my life. I mean, certainly there are times where I haven't been able to dance for various and sundry reasons, but, um, but I've never stopped dancing in my house. You know, I mean, I'm always dancing around the house, but I kept thinking like when I, when I had my private practice, there was, um, one woman, uh, that I said, Hey, let's dance because she'd like to dance as well. And I was like, Hey, there's a song that I think really connects to what we're talking about and the story of what she was going through. Um, and the song was Natasha Bedingfeld unwritten, oh, uh, like yeah. the rest, like the rest of your story is still unwritten. unwritten. Yep. And so we danced to it and it was just like, Oh my gosh, this feels so free. So like a couple, a couple months ago, I did uh, like a week long masterclass. And at the end of every day, it was like an hour each day. And at the end of every day, I picked a song and we, we danced because it was on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> so I danced and perhaps people danced with me <clears throat> to a song that related to what, what the theme of the day was. Mm-hmm. And it was like, because I kept thinking, because dance is such a big part of my life, but what I talk about is so deep. You know, I mean, the things that I try to help my own clients with, they're so deep um, that it's sometimes like the, the, pain and the heartache of the depth of the things that the clients are trying to, you know, um, process and Mm -hmm. integrate into their lives, um, is so different from the joy of the dance, but it's like, you need both and you can, there's, there's space in your life to hold both simultaneously. It's not one or the other. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's beautiful. Like for you to help people do this because so many times it's like we show up in business and we have to be this certain persona as opposed to, can I just be myself? Oh, and that's the, and this is the trap, right? Because we assume we can't be ourselves, but that's an assumption that we are making. So we're saying we can't be successful at X, Y, Z because I also love dance. Um, and, and one of the guys in my mastermind, he was like, I don't, I, I can't figure out how to piece together being a strategic consultant and a musician. These are, that's one part like strategic consultant is your business side. And there's also probably many things about how you go about your strategy and your consulting because you are a musician, but you don't have to be like, I'm a musician and a strategic consultant, right? Like, you can just be, you can be those things. You I'm a musical to... strategic consultant. And people might love that, right? Because here's my, so again, like I mostly work with people in terms of like knowing their personal brand because they're looking at some kind of entrepreneurial venture. Uh-huh. And what people don't re- don't remember is that like people connect with people on a human level. They don't connect with Yes. I say this all the time. We're not robots. <laughs> We're not robots. Be a human. <laughs> right? Like we connect I with people on human. an emotional level. And unless you show something about that in who you are, people can't connect with you and they don't, they don't have enough information to choose you, especially if you're in like a service-based industry. Like I coach and there are people that I should coach because we're not like well suited to each other. And if I don't show people my personality and this is what I always say to you, I have a, like a free discovery call and I'm my real coaching self. I, it's like a free coaching session for you because you should know this is what it's like to hang out with to me hang out with and me. If you want, right. You want to push into the growth zone and not hang out in your comfort zone, then you want to come and hang out with me. But I have a specific style and I'm not like 
I'm, I'm not soft, right? Like I'm, I'm helpful. I'm here to help you, but I, I don't show up like that. It's not the authentic me. I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. And if you need a coach who's like that, great. I have a great network. I can probably refer you to one, yes. but it's just not me. So you should know that right? like it helps create a shorter sales cycle because I'm being authentic the whole time. And I connect with the people connect with me. So when I use a song lyric in my social media, or I, I was also a competitive basketball player. I, you I were basketball. On that. Yeah. You dance and played basketball. Yes. Wow. Okay. That's really <laughs> trippy. Yeah. I know. And the thing that made me maddest in high school was that because I played basketball, I couldn't be in the musical. So there was like a musical what? that we would... And I couldn't predict, like they just scheduled it. So it was impossible to participate uh-huh. in both. Kind of like the show, High School Musical. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, this made me so mad. But so I use a lot of basketball references. And there's lots of things that I learned from my basketball coach that I now implement in my coaching, even though I'm uh-huh. not coaching basketball players. Um, and people who have a competitive sport background get that. It resonates with them immediately. But if I like try to resonate with everybody all the time, I don't resonate with anybody. It's, mm. Tell, just be yourself, tell your story the way you want to tell it, right? Like I was thinking about this from a basketball perspective. So I'm going to tell it from a basketball perspective mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to get everybody to connect with every single thing that I say. It doesn't happen in real life, right? Like we connected because we're dancers. That's one thing of the many things that we've talked about. But now you're like, oh, the thing, that's the thing. We're both dancers, right? Like it doesn't mean I haven't said any other things about what I do or who I am, right? Like, Uh and it's the same. And a lot of people are struggling in the whole like digital space because historically the digital space has been very separate from who you are for real. Mm, Um, And so trying to break down that barrier to, help people to see that it doesn't have to be that way. Like, yes, it has progressed to that, but for one, it wasn't created for that. It was create for people, created for people to network and meet new people. So you can use it for that. Give some people grace because not everybody else. Some people are just not, you know, they're just like, they have no idea how to have a conversation in person, let alone over social media. Right. So you're like, Oh, I keep asking you what I think are open-ended questions and you keep finding ways to answer them in a closed-ended way. <laughs> okay. We're not, we're not but Tracy, but Tracy, what is an open-ended question? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And right. It could be anything. Yeah. So what is an open-ended question? Because this is the thing. Um, how was your day? Fine. <laughs> right. Like theoretically, if you have a storytelling person that you're talking to, then they can tell you a whole bunch of things that happened in their day. But anybody who has kids that went to school that day, like, how was school? Good. Fine. <laughs> what did you do today? <laughs> Stuff. Nothing. <laughs> it's boring. Okay. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to ask my kids, like, what was what was one thing you learned? What was the what was the most interesting thing that happened or the funniest thing that happened? Or, you know, just so that they could share part of their day if they weren't, you know, if they weren't coming home. Because I was usually the person to say, like, I did this and this and this and this and this and this and this is what happened and this is what, you know. <laughs> You're probably the same. Oh, way. sorry. You didn't ask me about my entire life. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, because you assume, like, especially if you are like what I consider a conversationalist, you don't really understand. Like, why don't you want to have a conversation? Like, what's wrong with me? And then, like, sometimes, like, I had. <laughs> I had this LinkedIn interaction the other day, which was really weird. Like someone sent me an article about integrity and I was like, like I had just met them. So I don't know. And I was like, Oh, this is great. I know she's a writer. Right. Uh-huh. So I don't know if she like ghost writes or whatever. Cause it wasn't, she didn't get credit for the person. I was like, Oh, this is, I really love this article. Is this something that you wrote? Or is this just like a, like kind of a platform you support? And she was like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, what? yes. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Sorry. I should have asked only one question, I guess. <laughs> Two questions. But then I was, and then I asked another question and she was like, exactly. 
And I'm like, I'm not sure if you're like trying to tell me that you think I don't have integrity, so I should read this or like you just shared it with your entire network and I'm the only person trying to create a conversation with you about it or like... Maybe she was just busy and distracted. Which is possible, right? I was like, I'm confused. So I'm just going to leave it at this. <laughs> I left it at a point where we had agreed that integrity is important. So, okay. We left on a solid note of agreement. I know. We'll I, 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 think, I think I ask questions because I like to hear people's different perspectives. You know, this is, this is why I think it's great um, because, because branding is, you know, your life is your own perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And, and all of your experience, all of your experiences um, help you like expand your perspective, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and so for me, like to, to get to know somebody, it's like, I want to hear your point of view so that then we can, so that then we can say, well, you know, have you considered this or what about this? Or, you know, I'm, I don't know. It's just, it's more like um, there's more texture and, and depth and dimension into it. And instead of this, just like transactional exchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like one of the things that I found is I really enjoy people who are in like a growth mindset. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because I think those people are in it to learn something. Like I, I want to learn something new today and that something new might come from you. So let's have a conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being open to that. Cause I, I had a conversation with a couple of colleagues of mine a couple of weeks ago and we were saying like, wouldn't it be cool if there was just a place where you could have, like you could show people that you can disagree or like you can have a different perspective and then someone could learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying like, well, that's your opinion and this is my opinion, right? Like what if we could create a place where people want to look at something differently and want to understand why someone might think so differently, right? I'm I'm sure everybody's come across that where you hear a perspective and you're like, I just can't even imagine how you think that. I would love to know more versus like block from my Facebook page. Right. 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 I disagree. You're an idiot. Out. Right. (laughs) Because like there's, there's just so much more for you to learn from that because there's very few like opinions in the world that are only held by one person. Right. Like that's why we still have and like it's it's more drastic in the US than it is in Canada right now, but it's like differing opinions on like yeah. private health care versus public health care and like right. all of these different things. And people think about it different ways. And sometimes people that I am like quite good friends with have like a very different perspective. And I'm like, that's so weird because we live across the street from each other. So I feel like our situations are pretty similar, but like how much more could you learn if you were just like, help me understand, like, why is that so, like, why does that seem to make so much sense to you? Because it just really doesn't make sense to me. Um, And I like, I'm just one of those people too. I like once forced a boss that I had like spend, I think we spent like 45 minutes and like explaining to me why she wanted me to do. I don't even remember the thing it was I was going to do, but I knew I didn't understand the value of Uh, the activity. uh And so uh I was like, I need for you to explain to me why I need to do this because, and it probably was a task that ended up taking me like 10 minutes or something, a lot less than 45 minutes. But I just like, I need, I have a desire to understand. Like, I, I really can't understand this perspective you have right now. Please explain it to me. Um, and this, it, you learn. And unless yes. you may change your perspective and that's fine, but it's still an opportunity. Or, yeah. You, yeah. You, you may not. I mean, this, this is uh, the whole thing about coming in relationship. It's not, a, it, sometimes it's not even a matter of understanding. Sometimes it's just a matter of accepting people for where they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I have, this is a very, like, I love to say this because my father-in-law is a Trump fan. And for me, I don't get it, right? Like, I can't understand it. (laughs) And like, and I'm just, it's interesting because my mother-in-law, she's just always, she says just like no politics. Like there's no politics in the house. We don't talk about politics. Like it, it is what it is, right? And 
I've had a couple like all out disagreements with him about it. And then I had this epiphany about like, I watched him. He turned 70 this year and we got those like lawn signs like mm. it, all the dinosaurs just like happy birthday you old fossil um and all he wanted to do was get his picture in front of it with my son and that's like all he wanted to do was have a picture of like his grandson and him with this thing and I was like this guy loves my son so much he's an amazing grandfather he like he always sending like videos of Nicholas when they're at his house and when he's baking Sweet. with my my mother-in-law, which I love because I used to bake with my grandma and it's like just so wonderful to me. And like, there are so many amazing things about this man and this one thing that I don't agree with him on. And that does not mean that he's not a wonderful grandfather, right? Yeah. So, and then I was like, I choose to think of him as a wonderful grandfather. I don't choose to think of him as a Trump supporter. Right. So it's just, I, I don't have to, I don't, I have the power within myself to not add importance to that because also I live in Canada. So it's like not even my own political system. Right? So it, is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What that's... matters is that he loves his grandson and wants a relationship with his grandson. And that's wonderful. And this other thing is like so irrelevant. So irrelevant. So irrelevant. It's like saying, well, I like blue and you like red. You're wrong. Right. You're wrong. You're I'm wrong. Sorry. I don't understand why you like red. That's a disgusting color. Or, yeah. you know, I mean, I, it comes, it comes down to that. Like everybody has a right to their own opinion, mm -hmm. but a lot of times we feel like we need to impose our opinion on other people because they should see it how I see it. Well, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, you're never going to convince me to like red more than blue. Sorry. I just like blue. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same That's in these, fine. in these kind of situations. It's like you, you, I can, I can, you know, try to share your perspective. Um, I can try to um, understand your point of view. And my parents had this beautiful saying, uh, we agree to disagree. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't yeah. change my love well, that's the thing, and affection for you. Especially when it's a thing, it doesn't... Right. <laughs> like, it doesn't change anything about how I feel about him. Like, like... I love him and I love how good of a grandfather he is. And like, it's crazy for me to think about that. There, like, there are people, people who, like, who not... shut off their family members right. or their and friend like... or, <laughs> and it's, and it, like, it happens in my own family too. Right. We like, I have an aunt who has made some very bad financial decisions in her day. And my mom like blames her for them to support my grandparents give her. And at the same time, I'm like, well, if I was in trouble, my mom would give me the same support with like the snap of a finger, right? Because it's your parents, your parents want to take care of you and they want to do everything that they can to do that, no matter how old you are. Right. So like, and she just like disowned her as a sister. And I'm like, what, what value does it? Like, there's so much value in my relationship with her. And I like, I wouldn't trade that. And so I, it just, it's weird to me. Like people can add so much value in your life and you can choose what to think about them. Um, so you, you can choose to think the good things. <laughs> you can choose to, to think the good things. And there, I mean, there is, there is a place when people are being, um, they're not treating you very well. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. There, yeah. there are people that don't are, treat you those well. Are not, yeah. And the, that's not what we're like talking the, about. We have talk different political yeah. affiliations. So or if, like if, red versus blue. Right. Right. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you have people in your life that are mistreating you yeah. and making you feel badly about yourself for whatever they're projecting onto you, because yeah. it's usually a projection by honey, um, yeah. then that's something different. So that, mm -hmm. you know, so that is a time where you say, yes, I'm staying away from you because you are not adding value into my life. Right. Right. And like, I've, I've been divorced, so I can attest to that <laughs> as well. Right. Like there are people who, and I'm more so, especially talking about like your family, right? Like if my sisters 
my sister, so like my one sister has a very different lifestyle than me. She's a, she's a, well, before COVID, she was a competitive dancer. Um, Mm. and so her life like existed in the evening and I worked during the day and like just pretty much everything about how we function as humans was opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did a, a personal development, uh, seminar, the landmark forum. Oh, uh I have a friend that was really into that. Yeah. And it, was just really interesting for me because what I realized is that we had been projecting a whole bunch of nonsense on her about being the youngest child and how the youngest is irresponsible. And she lived in this story for so long from the rest of us that that became her, her story. Mm-hmm. And then like all of these, like even now a couple of weeks ago, she like left her wallet on the roof of her car when she was getting gas and then lost Aww. her wallet, right? Like her life plays into the story. Mm-hmm. And so I remember calling her and I told her, I'm like, I'm sorry for that. Cause you're none of those things. You don't have to be any of those things. Everybody forgets stuff sometimes, right? right? Like and now right. I'm a mom. I forget stuff way more than oh my I, God. Before yeah. I was a mom, but like the older I, they I, get, the more you forget. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I've forgotten a lot already. <laughs> it's only two and a half. Um, but like, I apologized to her because I said like that was, but now it's real for her. So it's harder for her to get out of it now, mm-hmm. Hard, harder, more difficult than me just apologizing and saying like, hey, like this, I recognize that I did this and now you are suffering because of it. And that is my fault. And I, not only my fault, but I contributed to it for sure. Um, and getting that kind of insight too, about how we do project onto other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. is just gives us the opportunity to just always look at that in a supportive way. Like me too, my middle sister, she's a lawyer and she lives the like high class lifestyle. Um, and she's very, like, she's very busy. We don't see her very often. We live in the same city, but we don't see her very often. And Um, We went up, um, my parents live like three hours north of us. So we went up there for my mom's birthday and she didn't come and all these things. Just like, like Mm -hmm. family's not important to her, blah, blah, blah. Like you create these stories and I'm trying to practice. Like, I don't know what's going on for her. And so like, Like, I love her. Why couldn't, why couldn't you come up? Right. And so like, I love her regardless. And she actually, like, quite honestly, when I, like when I left my first husband, she was my lifeline. So like, Mm -hmm. there's so much love I have for her that I can't even explain. Um, but then like just a couple of weeks ago, she called me and explained to me this like personal struggle that she has been dealing with for like a really long time. And she was just trying to like deal with it on her own. own. And she didn't want anybody to know. She didn't want anybody to ask. And I was just like, now all of these things make sense. Makes sense. That was her <laughs> like, way. That was her way to keep distance. Yeah. And so, and then I said to her, I'm like, if you don't want to talk about this, I will never talk about it. But if you need somebody to talk to about it, you can talk, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's it. And there's so many times in our life where we just like, we don't give people the benefit of the doubt. We don't like, what if, so like, I think it's annoying that she didn't come to to Edmonton for my mom's birthday. And she was devastated (laughs) that she couldn't go for the birthday, right? Like, so she was already having it way worse. And then everybody else- She probably was guilt tripping herself. Absolutely, like way more than we even were. But then then you don't need to add your family- Family's (laughs) judgment. On top of that, right? And Mm -hmm. like- it's sad because the default still is to believe that people are going to judge you for like not showing up or not whatever. Well, people judge you for lots of things, but also like what people say, what other people think about me doesn't have to impact. It's none of your business. Happiness. It's none yeah. Of your business. It's I <laughs> also, because I can't read their thoughts anyway right so like what I found is half the time when I think someone's having a negative thought about me it's not true so mm-hmm. like why would I project what they might be thinking onto them and then like hold them accountable for that thought I projected on them this is like a lot of mental calories 
being burned on thoughts that aren't actually happening. As opposed to asking a question to seek deeper understanding. Right. Right? Like, hey, we really miss you. What's going on? Are you okay? You know, why couldn't you make it? Mm Mm-hmm. Not like, why couldn't you be here? You're such a terrible daughter and da 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 which, you know, I mean, we do. We make up these stories instead of asking first. Like, go, like thinking about, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated, first all, first off. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, the golden really, rule, right? <laughs> it's really basic. Um, it's really basic, but we forget. And so to say, you know... I was stuck in I was stuck in my own mess and I couldn't deal like but but to even actually be able to admit that I mean that's that's one of the hardest or things. even yeah or even at the point like she could have just been like hey like I've got personal stuff going on and I just like I just can't deal I'm with trying it trying to deal with it and I just can't do it around the family that's that's fine like <laughs> we'll give you the space. Um, but, but, but people have to be willing to, to speak that out loud. It's true. You know, I mean, this is, this is something that you said, you know, about your previous marriage. It was like, you couldn't express yourself openly and honestly. And so then when you don't feel that sense of like trust and safety, then you do shut down and you do hide. And so how do we, how do we, maintain our own sense of self while also allowing other people to be their own sense of self. Mm-hmm. Personal branding. <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you do that? Because I think a lot of it is about your own sense of who, who am I really? Am I accepting mm-hmm. myself? Am I hiding? Am I, you know, who do I want yeah. to be in this moment? Well, and so Don, we talked about this the first time we met is, um, the thing that was real for me. And so and everybody has these moments in your life, like these just vivid moments and don't even know for how long in time it lasted. But I remember standing, dusting my shelves and just thinking like, I am being the authentic me, like 5% of the time, like close to zero. And then I remember thinking, like, what's up with that? Like, I think I'm, like, what is there not to like about myself, right? Like, the the internal dialogue, right? Like, I'm talking to myself. Like, what is there not to like about me? Why do I keep trying to be something different? And then every Mm -hmm. time I try to be something different, I feel like I disappointed the person I'm trying to be different for. But maybe they didn't even want me to be different. (laughs) Maybe that, like who knows? It might've turned out totally different. (laughs) But if I had like gone into my original relationship, knowing that about myself, but I just had like, I grew up when I, like when I was a kid, I was always a perfectionist, right? Like I always wanted to please everybody. And like, I, I did a lot of things because I thought that's what other people expected Expected of of you. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I created all of that. And that was one of the most powerful things I realized when I did the landmark forum is that I created, like no one ever said that to me because they were like going through this exercise of like trying to figure out when you decided, like, what did someone say to you that made you feel this way? And I'm like, I don't think anybody said anything to me. I think I decided, I think I decided that in order to be loved, I needed to get straight A's and be on the basketball team and be on student council, right? Like you just have to be all the things in order to like earn love. You're, you're um, the, you're the oldest. Yes, I am. Yeah. So did I tell you this? Did I tell you this awareness? I don't know. Um, so I'm the oldest and my, my sister was born the day before my first birthday. Hmm. And then my brother was born two years after that. So it was like, be a big girl, (laughs) you know, like you. And so I had this, I had this realization, like, because my parents were doing the best that they could and that they probably had to spend more attention with the younger siblings Mm -hmm. that somehow I needed to perform in order to get recognition. Mm -hmm. So I, because I, completely resonate with that. I mean, I had this, that same tendency, like perfectionism and straight A's and be a good girl and always be the teacher's helper and da, 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 da. And I was like, you exhaust yourself 
trying to please everybody else because that's where you find your own sense of value. Mm-hmm. And so we all have coping mechanisms that even though you're not directly spoken to, that's how you, um, that's how you formed your sense of self in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, and so <laughs> it's not that anybody had to tell you anything and, yeah. and it's not just a family thing. It's a whole cultural thing about how women should be, <laughs> yeah. how women should show up in the world. What gives women value? And this is why I think that, that your work is so important because it's not an external source of validation. It's really more about this intrinsic value that you find in yourself by discovering who you really are. Mm-hmm. And there's no, like, this is the thing. And hopefully once Tracy has been here, this changes, but everything like the entire education system and everything like none of it is based on figuring out who the real you is so unless you have like very enlightened parents there is nothing as a kid that actually shows you how to do this and until like when you're little like my son is two and a half like I I watch him and we, we were at the post office yesterday And he was just saying, like, everybody who walked past, he was like, have a good day. Have a good day. And I think maybe like one in every five people actually responded to him. And it's also like COVID, right? I know he's like this adorable little little kid. And I don't know if it's COVID because people are trying to like, I don't know. But anyway. You can still say hi. Oh, aren't you adorable? (laughs) But like. I would just, and this has happened a few times to him. Like we were before COVID, we were in swimming lessons and we were in the change room and there was this other mom with a, a, a son about the same age as Nicholas. And Nicholas is just like waving at him. And like at the, that point he wasn't really talking. So kind of just like the baby babbling and the other kid is looking at him like, what? and I was like, that's so weird because at that point it's like theoretically like should just be like their natural personality tendencies coming out. Right. And so I remember thinking like, this has happened a few times to Nicholas. So I always just think like, I need for him to know that there's nothing wrong with him when he is being friendly and somebody doesn't reciprocate. Like Mm -hmm. this is that if they don't, then that's fine. And there might be something going on for them that you don't know. Right. Like, or they're distracted and they're thinking about, how much money they're going to have to pay for their postage stamps or whatever. But like, so you don't know. Right. And that doesn't have to reflect on you that like that, that's an, that is a unique thing about you that makes you wonderful (laughs) and you need to appreciate it about yourself. And that's why I like, I have such a hard time scolding him because every time he's defiant, like I kind of appreciate it. <laughs> I just feel like, like, good for you. Like he knows. And like, it's not like he gets his way. Like he doesn't get his way, but I'm like, I still like, you still have to brush your teeth and you still have to do these things, but like, you're not in trouble for stating your perspective, right? Like that's, that's good. I want you to learn that reflecting yourself. And again, it doesn't always mean that society's going to be like, okay, you get whatever you want, right? but you still you have that knowledge about what it is that you feel and how it matters to you. Cause it's so easy to lose that. It's so easy for like, and the marketing industry particularly is terrible at this. Cause you should do this, just do this, just do this, just do this, just magic bullet marketing solution. And you're like, That's not a thing. Like there, there's no such thing. If there was, then everyone would be doing it. And there's not a thing that everybody's doing. So it's not a thing. Um, People put so much pressure on themselves to like do all these things that somebody is telling you you should do. Mm -hmm. But we don't learn, like we learn to do that. We learn to, people teach us how to do that. (laughs) Things other people say we should do, but no one teaches you how to do, how to listen to your own voice to figure out what's the thing that I should do. Because there's so many different options of things you could do. And this is why I love working with entrepreneurs too, because they always think that like, 
if I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a coach and this is like the one way it looks to be a coach. And like, mm-hmm. that's nonsense because that person over there who's a coach is not you as a coach. Even if you're coaching in the same space, that the things that you would say to a person are like, maybe they match like 15% of the time, right? Like it's a, it's a small percentage. So like the reasons why you choose a thing, like this is why anybody goes into a, a service-based business because they want to help people, right? Like right. you have a unique reason for you, why you want to help people and why you want to help this specific set of people or help certain people achieve this specific transformation that there's a reason why that's important to you. And it's not the same reason that it's important to somebody else. And that's what makes you unique. And that is where you get to plug into. I'm really excited. I didn't have this the last time we talked, but it's a little fire so, pendant. Oh, cool. A little flame. And my, uh, I have a friend who's a metalsmith, so she made it for me. Ooh, wow. It's just about like, everybody has that sp- the spark, that spark, that real you thing, it doesn't go away. So no matter how much, um, how much crap you've gone through in your life yeah. that might be piled up over it, yeah. it, it's still there. It is still there. And there's a way to set it on fire. You have to dig it out of the crap. So there's some work associated with digging it out of the crap. You, like any fire, you have to give it oxygen. You have to speak it. You have to speak it to the world. Um, and this is why I love, like, I focus on brand voice and helping people get their voice out and into the marketplace because you are doing this for a reason. And it's a reason that is good for humanity. Right. So keeping that inside you is not serving anybody. It's not serving you. And it's not serving hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people that you could help by sharing your perspective and sharing that voice and you don't know where it's going to take you. It's not a, like, it's not a specific, it's not a linear, it's not a linear journey. No, it's any kind of transformation. It, it ebbs and flows. And as we, as humans, we grow and we learn. And as you change your personal brand changes, like when I went from corporate to being a mom, my personal brand changed dramatically, of course, um, which, led to me starting my own business and which again was I love to tell people like there I do believe there are people who have like entrepreneurial blood right they're always starting new things from they're the kids that had the lemonade stands like I never had a lemonade stand right wait are they the ones that start them start them but don't finish them (laughs) yeah (laughs) I have seen that happen a lot with the entrepreneurial blood um but like, that wasn't me. I never yeah, thought, I like, I always thought I would just be like a VP in a big company somewhere. And that would be what I wanted to do. And then I had my son and I went back to work in corporate. And I was like, this doesn't fit me anymore. I'm a different mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. I did a, blo- a blog series about my wardrobe because I had my executive wardrobe and I had my mom wardrobe. And I didn't have... They didn't look the same? No, but neither of them reflected the real me. So Uh. like, yes, when I was like sleep deprived and in like mom zombie mode, like the mom clothes were fine. It's leggings, it's t-shirts, right? Like it's, I'm not leaving my house or I'm just like leaving my house to walk around the block. Like it's fine. But in my executive wardrobe, like I love accessories and like heels and dresses. And so I had all of these things, which then I never wore because like with a baby at home, it's just, it's Forget not, it. not, no. Um, and then mostly like dry clean only. Right. So that's not a thing. And then my mom clothes, which were just useful clothes, but I didn't love them. I didn't love any of them. So they couldn't get dressed. I was stressed out getting dressed every day because wow. none of these things reflect the real me. And so it was really interesting for me because like having a background in marketing as well, it was my job to be the voice of somebody else. Um, So it was my job in my job. So like you spend half of like half of your waking life, if not more working at work. Uh Right. So like it was my job to be the voice of someone else. And when I left my corporate job, I was like, I don't have a voice. Mm. But there's, so there's two directions you can go with that, right? You can feel like really lost or some of the power in mindset is being like, oh, well, I get to choose my voice. 
what do I want to say, right? Like, what am I here to take a stand for? What are the things that I hate? What are the things that I love? What are these things that I want the world to know that I'm here to do? And it took like, it took some practice, some figuring, right? Some discovery into what it was. And I was working with a coach at the time and she was very into like the moons and the tides and it was mercury retrograde. So apparently you don't make decisions during mercury retrograde. Right. Um, So I was like, okay, why not? Like I'll take two weeks and kind of just experience my business and see what it is that I like. And I was like, oh, like the brand voice stuff. Every time I was working with somebody to get their brand voice out, it just sets me on fire. Like Mm. I love every minute of it. And like when I write copy for someone else, it does not set me on fire. It is a task I have a skill to do, right? So it was really powerful to me say like, oh, okay, well, I'm not gonna do that because I don't actually like doing that. It's just work. How can I focus on providing value in this place that sets me on fire. And then it's just like, it's so cool. I had a client on uh, Wednesday who was just like, I got goosebumps because mm-hmm. she said something that connected with her. Not uh-huh. I, well, I asked questions and, right. and ask questions, but she finally pieced together and she's been working with lots of coaches, <laughs> but she finally got like, Oh my gosh. And it like came out of her mouth because I'm like, I do this exercise with my clients where like, stop thinking, like, don't think about your answer. Right. I'm going to ask you a question. Just say what you think. Or Cause it's like, who cares? It's like, if you don't like it, erase it. It's gone into the universe. Say right. the next thing. Right. Um, and she said it and you can, you can tell too, the thing that I love when you watch people think about something and then have like a formatted response, it's so dry. <laughs> like right. it's just so formulaic. Right. Right, And when somebody speaks from their heart, it's totally different. They light up. Their face lights up. up, Their body is excited. They have a different tone in their voice. And it was just so wonderful. It's like, try this sometime. Like if any of the coaches are watching, I I encourage you to try this. So the the exercise we did is I asked her a question. I let her think about the answer. She gave me her answer. Later on in the conversation, I asked her the same question and I told her she wasn't allowed to think. She just had to respond. And the power in the second answer, which is great because then they can compare them, especially if you're right. recording, right? right. Like, they're like, oh my God, that was me? Yes, <laughs> because you were speaking from your heart and not from your brain. Mind. Your brain tries to like edit what you're going to say and all of these logic things and it stops Like down. controlling and, and like secure, safe and secure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's not what we're about. We're here about like that gets rid of your passion. We're here to share passion. We're here to light other people up to say like, oh man, on the Her Story conference, one of the ladies said that to me. She's like, I need to like, what, how do you get that? Like, where, where do you find that enthusiasm? Yeah. (laughs) It comes from inside and it's because it's because I'm talking about something that I'm so passionate about. Right. Like, and I just have seen it do such wonderful things for me and for so many other people. And it's not, there's no fancy thing. You don't have to learn a new skill. You don't have to change your past. Like you don't have to, everybody's been through crap and some people more than others. I like give you that. Absolutely. And that's a chapter in your story and you're the hero in your story. So what does the hero do in most good stories? The hero wins. So guess what guys, you're still going to win. You're the hero in your own life. You're still going to win. So right now you're losing villain is winning. And actually I just wrote a blog post about heroes versus villains. And uh-huh. as soon as you find your personal brand, like it's just, I would encourage you to take a look at it. Like look at the hero and be like, Oh, now he finally is like living into his personal brand or personal legend. If you're a fan of the alchemist. Um, yeah, that's my favorite book. That's my favorite book of all times. I don't, I never yeah. told you that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like until the hero gets that clarity on who they are and their spot in the world, the villain wins, the villain wins until you find that. So find that 
And sometimes it takes a while. It took Harry Potter eight movies, right? Like, <laughs> well, plus I plus I think that people um, are afraid of taking risks. They're afraid of um, judgment. You know, they are afraid of external judgment, like oh that's stupid, or you're crazy, or oh you're silly, or what you know. However, people would label you. Like, for in- for instance, a couple weeks ago, I was in a hotel and there were two beds. And I wanted to jump on the bed. So I jumped from bed to bed. And so I did a little Instagram like, hey, is this bad to jump on the bed? (laughs) And at first I was like, this is going to be so silly. But it's like people want to have people be real. Well, and this is the thing, right? Like this was one of the biggest things for me in my like first relationship because I didn't have fun. Like we didn't have fun together. And so like I just thought that was what a relationship normal like. normal you just like don't have fun right like you have fun with your friends and that's who you have fun with and then when I left I went to live with my sister and her fiance at the time and now married um and one day I was just like I just had like an air mattress in their office and I heard this like hysterical laughter coming from the kitchen and so I was like what the heck is going on out there they both had Nutella like (laughs) bottles of Nutella and like uh, mixing spoons and they were trying to smear chocolate (laughs) on each other (laughs) and I was like this is the best if my sister (laughs) I'm like I have to tell her at some point like I've told this story a hundred (laughs) times so if anybody ever comes back to you and is like was this you then you can like blame me for that um because I tell it all the time but it was the moment where I realized that you could have fun in with your spouse like that's a thing you can have a relationship where you have fun and now so then now I'm like oh that's a real thing it's not a thing you just see in movies it's in real life and now I have lots of fun with my husband right because now I believe that that's possible and when I was interviewing right like dating um that's what you look for like can you have fun with uh-huh. this person or is it the guy at the pizza place who doesn't look me in the eye and never talks to me <laughs> or like, can you just have fun with yourself you know like stop taking yourself so damn seriously yeah miss perfectionism miss perfectionism oh i love having fun and lastly it's like it's like just the best for me with a two-year-old right because he just wants to play all the time and yes like i love playing with him and he I'm too tall to jump on the bed in my basement, which is like, we have a Tempur-Pedic mattress upstairs, so you can't like can't jump, jump on those. Yeah. Um, but we have like a regular mattress in the basement and my son jumps on it all the time. And we're like, the rule is an adult has to be present in order for you to jump on the bed. <laughs> um, but he jumps on the bed and I jump on the floor and we just like bounce. And then I do funny things and he laughs at me and I like try to juggle. I've been trying to learn how to juggle for like, years and it's just not I can't my hands I don't know I can't do it so I'm a disaster oh, come on it. the basketball player who controls the ball can't you would I was a point guard these little too. Balls. <laughs> what no I need a ball of a certain size <laughs> well maybe like you should try juggling basketballs maybe <laughs> and like twirl one and juggle two <laughs> but like I, I to be honest I haven't tried like super hard to learn how to juggle but okay. um I just am not good at it. And so I throw balls all over the place and my son thinks it's hilarious. So he'll just be like, mommy juggle. So I will, but like, it wouldn't be nearly as good if I was actually juggling. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually juggling. We wouldn't, it wouldn't be a joke. And so now it just is like fun. Cause I'm a juggling disaster. <laughs> so now I just have to go with that. That's just what, now I just can't, I can never learn how to juggle because now that, that would be boring. It's, it's like, it's really like taking your inner child, you know, because how many kids just sit in the corner and are quiet? I mean, maybe that happens sometimes, but usually kids are exploring, right? They're exploring, they're finding things that they think are interesting and funny and weird. And um, so why can't we show up as adults in the same way? Yeah. And we can, that's the thing. We just like give ourselves permission. Society makes us think that we can't, but like you totally can. You totally can. And I, and I feel like, um, I feel like the more authentic you are that the, the, well, the whole, the better your whole life will be in general, you know, period. It's like your relationships will be better. I mean, you may have issues because you are being authentic, but those are things to be explored. 
right? Explored mm-hmm. and curious about and come to a place of acceptance with or without understanding or, you know, mm-hmm. agreeing to disagree or whatever, but to yeah. allow your, but allow yourselves to, to feel joy. Yeah. And everybody should have that too, right? Like I remember when, when we had my son and before that, my husband would always go for wings on Wednesday. And I was like, I want you to still have wing night because I know that's it's like the one time in a week where he just like has his time with his friends and he right. can just like be like, doesn't have to be dad. Be one of the boys. Be one of the boys. Right. Yeah. And he like, again, like he's kind of a quiet guy, but he has like his friends are loud and he loves it. Right. And like, so that was, I was like, I want you to have that. Like it doesn't have to be Wednesday, but like pick a night and like, <laughs> every, like every week you like do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and COVID kind of screwed that one up, but, yeah. um, <laughs> Now all the restaurants are closed again um, where we're at. But Take out. Yeah. Take out Zoom wings. Well, and I was like, because I'm actually, I have a bake exchange that I do every year, a Christmas bake exchange that I can't do like in person this year. But I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to like send a bottle of wine to everybody and I'm going to send them the cookie recipe and then we can bake the cookies together on Zoom and Aww, drink wine. That's so cute. I love that. I love that. I love so, that. Yeah. So there's just... Again, and that's because that's because I want to, right? Like I, this thing brings me so much joy and I miss my friends and I can create an environment where we can hang out and have fun. And no, it's not in person, but it can still be fun. And so we have an option. Like we don't have to be stuck. Right. There's like you're, and, you're... and this is the thing that I found from my and I know I know we have to wrap soon. Yeah. Um, but like I'm finding my personal brand is I can do that. I have no qualms whatsoever about just like doing the things that will bring me joy. And this is where we should all be. We are here to live our life. Live. Yes. You have to live it. It's not. Feel the fire. Yes. Here. I'm going to get pendants of all. (laughs) I need to just like socialize who made this pendant for me because then they're like, her daughter saw it and she's like, I'm going to keep it. And she's like, nope, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love your brand, Tracy. I mean, I, yeah, I really connect to everything that you're talking about and you're an amazing woman. And so to help, I mean, this is what I'm here to do too, to help people feel safe to be authentic, you know, not Mm -hmm. feel judged and shamed or whatever. It's just like, be who you are and, and, and in your authenticity and in your openness and vulnerability, you and your strength and your flames, you know, you give permission for other people to show up in the same way. And how amazing will it be if you have a world full of people who are lit up? Can you imagine again, like, this is the thing I just want in my eulogy. I just want someone to say there were more people who were on fire because Tracy was here. Yes. 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 Okay. So I have to ask you my last question, which is how do you define real love? (sighs) Simply self-love be yourself. I know it's like, it sounds kind of cliche, but I, I, I can tell you from personal experience that I could not find true love in any of my other relationships, be that a romantic relationship, a relationship with my family. Mm -hmm. I could not find that until I found real love for myself. Mm -hmm. And I had, I had to get back to the place where I loved Tracy the most Mm -hmm. and it's not selfish. It's required to have real love. It's the real self. Loving the real self, all aspects of yourself, not just the pretty ones that you think that everybody else wants to see. But the other stuff is so good. That's what makes you you, right? Like that pretty stuff is just like meant to make everybody look the same. The the amazing stuff about you is that stuff that's unique. That is unique just for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I love this conversation. I want to have many, many more. (laughs) (laughs) You just tell me when, Don. (laughs) 
Okay. So tell people how to find you if they want to work with you and find out what's going on in your life. And, you know, like even take your dance class on Wednesday nights. Oh, yes. Okay. So you're, if you're interested in online cardio dance, you can find the information on Facebook, um, online cardio dance with Tracy Borison. Um, I mostly hang out on LinkedIn. So if people want to hear more about my opinions on personal branding, and I'm very opinionated, I share lots of opinions, um, follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, I also have a website where I blog. Um, I love my blog. It has like tons of good stuff in it. Um, And it's really, again, like from the personal, it's really personal branding with a side dish of entrepreneurism. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's good stuff in there for anybody um, at tlbcoaching.com. So like Tracy Lynn Borison, TLB coaching. Um, You can find me there and I would be super happy. I also have, I'm not in that many places, but I also have a Facebook group, um, Own Your Personal Brand with Tracy Borison. Um, The Tracy Borison is in all of them, so it's easy to find. Uh, (laughs) So search for Tracy Borison. You'll find me on Facebook. You'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, And if you have more questions about personal branding or what that might look like for you, I would love, love, love to talk to you about it. Yeah, you're amazing. So, uh, yeah, so if you got anything out of this conversation, which I'd be shocked if you didn't, (laughs) um, please share with friends, you know, anybody that you think would benefit from this conversation and, uh, and subscribe to the Wake Up to Real Love podcast so that we can share this message of love and being lit up and, you know, sharing our fire with the world. (laughs) Um, And, I always say at the end of every podcast, the most important relationship you'll ever have is the one you have with yourself because everything starts right here. So thank you so much for being with me. I love hanging out with you and I hope we get to hang out a lot more. Thanks, Don. Yeah. So every day, listeners wake up to more and more real love. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye. Subscribe to the Wake Up To Real Love podcast, leave five-star reviews, and of course, share with your friends. You can find Dawn on various social media platforms at Dawn Richard or at The Awakening with Dawn.